Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today's episode is what is an MSP and why do I need one? And this episode might appeal to you if you haven't found that integrator that will take over your technology function. You drew the short straw in the last executive meeting, or you are a CFO. What is what is the definition of an MSP for people? For what people? <laughs> <laughs> for the people out there listening. Uh, oh, the six of them, right? <laughs> right. So the definition, uh, I took a definition from Gartner, and Gartner says that a managed services provider delivers network, application, system, and e-management services across a network to multiple enterprises. Now, what does that mean to you, Greg? <laughs> what that really means is that it, they become your IT department and they manage everything that the help desk and director level people would do down. So it, it just simplifies that and it outsources everything to them. Now, is it really from director level folks down in the IT function or is it more like from senior tech down? I guess it would depend on the company. I mean, as you and I have done it in the past, you know, we've always offered those executive level, the CIO, the director level, um, services, but a lot of people just wanted people to come in and do an IT help desk, you know, and managing, you know, small projects and stuff. So I would say it runs the gamut, but most people aren't taking advantage of those upper level ones, upper level services. Right. Well, I, I contend that a lot of MSPs, at least the small ones, don't have the resources to really do the management part of the service. Oh, I agree. As much as they want to. I talk, yeah, if we're talking small, absolutely. Even if they say it, they, they can't really do it because a lot of times in the smaller ones, the owner is the person actually doing the technical stuff. So they kind of can't separate themselves out from that. So, yes. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and it's very hard for them to do it. It's not that they don't have the capacity to do it. You know, a lot of them have even, I mean, you and I have like 23 years of experience in IT. A lot of them have 30, right? They have more yeah. experience than us. And, and, they, and, they're, and they're definitely capable of, of doing all the stuff that we would do in advisory services. But if their service is MSP and is, you know, doing the maintenance on the day-to-day, doing the monthly backups, you know, restores, whatever, patches, all that stuff, it's very hard for them to uh, roll out a true service of just advisory. Yes, uh, yeah, I, think. I agree. Now, now, once they get bigger and they get more resources, I think it's definitely possible, and I think they should all consider it. It will save them uh, money in terms of efficiencies internally because if you have a team dedicated to just managing the process for clients, that means that they will see all the issues that come with service delivery to those particular clients, right? They'll see no, them. Correct, correct. Yeah. And that's what you want is you want it to, like we always use in the past, that example of a three-tiered um, view of IT. Uh, the low level is IT is visible because of there's lots of issues. The middle level is IT disappears because you've fixed problems. And the upper level is being more proactive. And that's what I think that last component gives you is that it gives you that the person at the top looking down and saying, what can we do to fix problems? It's not just, hey, the server's down, we got to fix it. Or it's, hey, let's start looking at the cloud solutions. Let's start looking at, you know, bringing out outsourced people and outside people in. Right. Now, let, let's talk to the uh, person that would ask this question, what is an MSP? Because actually this came up because a good friend of mine uh, asked me the question at lunch. He's a, he's a chief executive uh, um, experience officer. Great guy. I love that position. I always tell people that position is amazing. You got you to gotta look into one if you don't have one and call us so we can refer you uh, to this gentleman that I know. Um, 
He does an excellent job. But he was asking me this question, and my point is, Greg, I, I want to make sure that 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 introduction that I gave, you know, it might seem kind of funny, but that's usually the case. People at the in the C-suite that are responsible for the IT function are usually in mid-size and small companies are usually not necessarily career IT people. Correct. And what I mean by that is like, you know, I, we had this conversation with uh, uh, partners in an accounting firm or just a regular company where the, we usually uh, reported to either the CEO or the president. And either the CEO or the president was in charge of IT at the, at the C-suite level. That they knew that they didn't run it, but in the end, they were accountable for it, right? Correct. So that's, that, that's the person that I want to talk to in terms of what is an MSP and what should they do for you? So now that we define what an MSP is in general, which is pretty much just a tech company that you usually hire to just handle your help desk, and you probably shouldn't do that. Now tell me, what, you sh what should you look for your MSP to do for you? But also, how would you tell our clients to expect an MSP to deliver their services, reports, analysis, all that stuff? Well, the one thing is it's not just, again, like we've talked about, fixing a computer. Hey, my machine is down. Hey, I can't access the internet. It's really looking at everything as a whole and making determinations on where you can be most valuable. When you say you, you mean the MSP? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a partnership. It's... It, when we were doing it, we were looking at it as truly, we're in there, we're your IT department. The better informed we are on the business decision that the business is making, we can help align IT with that. And that's that, I think that's always the disconnect. It's they don't really use IT in the correct fashion. It's, hey, my stuff's down again, not here's what we're planning to do so we can be more strategic versus more reactive to issues. Right. So if I'm looking for an MSP, uh, to me, the wrong attitude should be, well, stuff is broken. I just want them to fix it. Um, I think the attitude should be, uh, let's say I'm a COO, right? The attitude should be, okay, all this stuff is broken. Why is it? I want to find out why. Yeah. Let, let's look at our strategy and then let's look at how we implement uh, our tactics and uh, find someone that can help us figure this out. Now, ask the CEO, ask the person in charge of IT, if I hire an MSP, I shouldn't let an MSP, a managed service provider. I say service instead of service. I just realized that. <laughs> uh, a managed service provider <laughs> is, uh, I shouldn't let them um, define my agenda when it comes to this. My, my vision for IT, right? They, I think they can help me figure it out, but I'm in charge of the function anyway, even if I'm not a technologist. Well, so, this, is, this is a service offering that companies are doing, it's not a product. It's not, let me come in and sell you a product to fix your needs because not one product fixed, not one service is gonna be able to do all that. You need to listen. That's the right. first thing. If they just start trying to push, you know, products down or solutions down your throat, that's the wrong approach. I mean, that's just common sense. Yeah. It needs to be that they're listening and truly putting in solutions that are gonna help your business. Um, the service piece, excuse me, service piece. The MSPs also have to be agile enough to address that. They can't have just one offering or one fix all. Um, one issue you and I came across when we were doing it was the fact that we didn't have 24-7 support. Mm -hmm. Now, for the clients we had, it wasn't a big deal because they didn't work 24-7. Right. 
but we did get that question a lot. So that was one one thing that we just had to say, you know what, we're not going to be able to perform this well, so we're just not going to even offer it. Because you and I didn't want to get up at two o'clock in the morning to answer help desk calls. We didn't have the we didn't have the resources to do that or guarantee responses. Right, and we we didn't have the the technicians to do that either. Because when you think about it, they were already on call. We're Correct. also going to make them take help desk calls. You know that that, that would have been ridiculous. But now if we had you know, 30, 40 technicians, we, we, we could have had ships and oh, then that, that could have worked, but we, we were still at 10 and we were really using like, at like seven for other stuff anyway. Correct. Right? So that was different, but that's an example of something that, you know, the most, like sometimes people will say, I want 24 seven. And when you really explain to them what that means and what it would cost, they say, ah, I don't really need it. Now there's other people that do, because if you're international, you have people all over the world, unless you want them to have less support, you're probably going to need that. So you have right. to explore, right? But it is, um, it is delving down, and um, you've we've talked in the past about this. Is it's really looking at the people's work processes, and that's why it's it's funny because when you ask, you know, the client for those or the prospective client for those, they're like, "What do you need that for? I, I, don't you want to know how many computers I have?" Yeah, that's one aspect of it, but it's really how do these work processes work so we can help make that determination. Yeah, you're saying you want twenty four seven support, but nothing in here supports that need, which is going to increase your price exponentially. Right. Uh, when you say work process, you mean like the workflows, the business workflows? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Better term for that. So it's right. it, if you now if maybe if your company has sales 24-7, yeah, you might need something because you don't want to lose a sale. Or maybe there's just even patterns of business activity. I'll use an ITIL term there, Victor. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> it, maybe part of the year you might need something. You know, um, the accounting firm that we used to work for. There was times of the year where it was heavy, you know, April, January or what was it, February 1st to April 15th. Mm -hmm. So we had to have support for that time period. But if you come into the office on, you know, May 1st, no one was there. Right. You know, if that was a weekend, whereas the rest of the time there were people there at that time. So right. it's really having them ask the right questions to determine really what the need is and give it to you. Because you want to you want to pay for what you need. But if you don't need it, don't pay for it. Right. No, no, I understand. So let's get back because I, I think we're getting in the weeds a little bit. We want to make sure that we answer the question. <laughs> we always do. What is an MSP, right? So to me, so far, what an MSP should do is obviously maintain your computers, your software, all your services, and make sure that they understand that. But you're also saying that they should understand your business processes. You know, I, I guess just to make sure that they know that whatever software, hardware, or systems that they're supporting, they know what it is affecting on the business side. Yeah, exactly. So, what is the impact of this? If someone calls up and says something that says that this server's down on a Saturday, if you understand that there's a bid coming in that they need to put out and you know that's really the need for it, so you'll jump on it versus, okay, there's no one working, someone happened to be on last night, that can wait. And having that understanding with the business is important. Uh, that, that's fine in practice, but really, I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, even when we ran our MSP and we ran it like for about eight years, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't get the opportunity to do that either. I mean, we, we would ask for it, but we, we really didn't get the opportunity to do that. And, and I think our mistake was that <clears throat> we came in saying, yeah, we'll take care of your computer system. And, and that approach is fine because they understood that, but that what we should have pushed first was okay, we need to sit down and understand your business. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like basically almost treat the other stuff as an afterthought, right? Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's, it's present, right? It's, it's, it's pressing because when we talk to someone, there's always a pain. Right. 
you know, and the pain is usually a, a system down, right? Yeah, there, there's never a pain of I don't have my system completely documented. That's yeah. never a pain, unfortunately. But well, it is it is a pain because if you would have it documented, you might be able to fix the issue faster or even prevented that issue from happening in the first place. Well, and the thing is, though, that, you know, we they they called it a pain. We should have called it a symptom. Yes. Right. Because there's something else like your your printer breaking and you're waiting five days for it to be fixed. That's a symptom of a bad policy, right? A, a bad strategy yeah. or tactic around how to purchase printers, you know, how to use them, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. So that's the difference. Like to me, that's a symptom. So now my thing is that uh, when somebody like my friend, the CXO, or another friend that I have that's a director of operations is looking for what the MSP should do for them, okay, they should take care of all these things. But we recommend that they're also familiar with their business workflows and processes, especially the ones that that bring in the money, right? Mm -hmm. um, what you say as well, though, that I think that's when it separates is that when they need to be like their advisors, not just not just in technology, but in strategy. I think that's where the lines start getting blurred, because what happens is. You know, let's say they, they also sell phone systems. What's to hold them back from advising you to buy or not buy a, a phone system, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, I've, that... I've never liked that to where your provider is selling all these um, other services, whether it's, you know, their data center or like you said, their phone system, because it ties you in and it, it takes away that, that separation that you need. You need someone, you know, which you and I also, you know, provide as a service is coming in as a third party to say, no, we're going to do this. We need that service of a phone system, but not from you guys. Right. Well, see, but this is the thing, right? I mean, I'm not saying that they're good, bad, dishonest or whatever, but it's kind of like, what do they say? I mean, I, I'm bad with, uh, well, it, 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 with, with English sayings because <laughs> my first language is Spanish, but they say, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Is that it? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's the thing, right? So, and you train your salespeople to sell, right? You don't train them to, you know, sit back and say no. So my, my thing is that as good as they could be, that, that creates a conflict. Now, and that's what I said, the agenda for the organization, the, the IT functions agenda should be set not by the MSG, but by either a third party like us, right? Mm -hmm. Or the person in charge of the IT function. That yeah. they should know enough about technology to say, I know we could do X, Y, and Z, and this is where we should be. Yes. If you don't know that, then ask us for help. <laughs> That's cool with me. No, no, I, I completely yeah. agree. And it's just, again, that separation. Because you want it to be that, yeah, the MSP needs to be involved. But if they're selling a service, that takes away their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Objectivity. Thank you. Because they're like, yeah, we got another sale coming in. So another thing that I wanted to touch on real quick, which we mentioned before we started the show, was MSP means different things for everybody in terms of the pricing model. To us, and I think we were one of the few at that time that we started doing this is we wanted flat fees. No, absolutely. We wanted flat fees. It, it sounded like Greg went on a spacewalk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that the client can budget, you know, there's no surprises. You know, from our business side, it was like, well, there's going to be months where we're going to be, you know, high on utilization. There's going to be months where we're low and we'll even out at the end of the year. But you want to make it to where that the end users or even the business or the clients aren't stopping to think, ooh, do I really need this help now? You shouldn't have to do that. Yes, you need help. If you have a problem, you need it fixed now. 
it's probably if there's a problem, you're already determining that it's causing a, a stoppage or um, you're not being as productive as you could be. Right now, the other thing that it does is that it aligns your interests, right? So if I say, I don't know, yeah, you have 25 people, I'm gonna charge you $2,000 a month to maintain everything. Take care of your vendors, do all your updates, all your patches, uh, uh, you know, take help desk calls from eight to five or nine to six or whatever. Um, now, if I'm not supporting your system well and I have to be rebooting stuff all the time and fixing servers all the time and taking a lot of help desk calls, my, my utilization of technicians go up, which means that I make less money per technician, right? Because my, it's a fixed fee. Correct. Uh, and you're down too. So we're both, you know, downtime for you goes up, utilization for me goes up. That's bad for both of us. Um, if I don't utilize my technicians as much, because your system is up and running well, and all the, I get the normal calls every once in a while, you know, I forgot how to do this, where do I connect to stuff like that? Now, my utilization goes down, and uh, your downtime, I guess, go down, goes down, right? Yeah. So our interests align well, there as well. Availability system goes up, so yes. Yeah. So you're paying me, you're not paying me per hour now, you're paying me to maintain your system at a, a expected level X, right? Yeah. You're paying me for uptime. Right. So you're paying me for uptime, you know, 99 point whatever percent of the time, not too many help desk calls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we can define that before we enter the agreement. Okay. This is what you should expect. You know, when you call me about a certain service, right? Because it, it might differ too, right? If you call me about your email server being down, that's a different call than if you call me about some printer being down if you have 20 printers. Yes. Yeah. So we can do that. And then our interests align. So my, my thing again is to make sure that for us, for make sure that people understand that for us, the MSP should go for fixed fees. Now, mind you, sometimes that doesn't work even for the MSP because you might encounter somebody that, that is too much in disarray, right? So I think in those cases, initially, the MSP even says, you know what, we're going to go hourly until we fix all that stuff because it would be unfair to both of you to, to expect the MSP to be able to maintain your system well if you have like a Windows 95 machines all over the place. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think we've covered it pretty much. I mean, to me in short, you want them to have a flat rate. You want them to have the, a good approach where it's listening to what your issues are and not just trying to um, define it by what they're offering. Uh, in addition, you know, it's just that relationship. And it needs to be a good one. It needs to be not blaming one or another. It needs them coming in and they're going to tell you stuff up front that you might not want to hear, um, whether it's, you know, changing systems or you know, updating stuff or moving away from certain things. And you're going to have to listen because again, that's if they were internal or not, that relationship has to be a good one. Right. Yeah. So, so folks are there. Um, take your cough medicine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just fighting a cold still. Right. Take your cough medicine and make sure that you set your own agenda for uh, your IT function in terms of your vision and, and you know where you want to go. If you need help with that, we do that for a living. Why do you think we're doing this podcast? <laughs> for our health? <laughs> <laughs> you can visit soarcommunitynetwork.com slash SCN technology or Prometheus Consulting LLC. That's it? Dot com. Sorry. 
Dot com. Okay. Yeah. It could be that net, that US. Yeah. Maybe you didn't find the DNS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you could visit that. We're actually helping some clients get an, create an RFP to hire an MSP. We do personnel management. We do a, an initial assessment, right? Yes. Analyzing all your needs, setting your vision for your department, all that stuff. We do that for you. So, you know, go ahead and visit us if you can. And we hope we answered your question about what is an MSP. Are we good, Greg? I think we're good. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening and uh, catch us the next time. You can uh, listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or just go to our respective websites, soarcommunitynetwork.com or prometheusconsultingllc.com. Thank you for listening to Layer 8 Podcast. You can visit us at soarcommunitynetwork.com slash Technology or prometheusconsultingllc.com. You could also find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Talk to you on the next episode.